Welcome back. Oh, you just stole my intro, dude. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Average Sakes. Let's go. Trevor, how you Mafia. feeling? Mafia vibes or what? Up to something season. Up to something season, huh? You're feeling good over there. Something's going yep. on. Hearing great news about Fernando Tatis. FYI. Good. Good. That's not where I wanted to start this podcast, so. This is baseball talk. Yes, we're we're just gonna just dive right into the season. Month and a half in, feeling great. I'm feeling great, but feeling good. There's one team I want to start this podcast off, and they're an absolute wagon right now. Wagon. The Red Sox. Oh, that's a shot to opposite Bob's heart. The New York Yankees. The complete New York Yankees. The New hey, York Yankees. Who's, who's number one last power rankings? Oh shit! You guys oh, said really? Are you serious? The Yankees feeling great. Come on, week later. Come on. Love it. All Yankees have gone eight and two. They're the only team that has a single digit in the loss column, boys. As of Monday night, studs. They're absolutely on fire. Twenty-six yeah. and nine. The and eight and two. The last ten. I don't understand it. I would like to say that I saw this coming because I drafted Aaron Judge in fantasy. So, <laughs> I mean, Judge, Aaron Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton are having phenomenal start to this season. I'm loving every bit of it. Yep. I mean, the New York Yankees are the best team in the league, and it also helps that they have hit the most homers in the league as well. So, I know Bronx all the bombers. Yankees, Bronx Bombers are back right now, boys. Back. Except, except Joey Gallo. They got three players in the double digits of home runs right now. John Carlo, Aaron Judge, and Rizzo, 10-12-10. I mean, when you have home run hitters like that, I expect you to win games. They're absolutely I mean, crushing the ball. And, and this, Oh, go ahead, Trevor. No, it's like, well, we're Padre fans, and it's low-key the complete opposite of how, like, the Padres go. Like, we have two guys who lead the league in average. Mm-hmm. Yankees have not one person even probably in the top 10 in average on their team, but look, they're leading the league in homers. They well, I mean, three guys Judge with double bat- digits. Judge is batting 296. 296, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not get too hasty over here. <laughs> it's probably not top 10. At this point in the year, it's probably well, right not now, top he, 10. Right now, he's number three in on-base plus slugging. He's hitting a thousand i'm not knocking what he's done because i've loved it fantasy more points out the Harper, ass more than nolan arenado more than jose ramirez jordan alvarez those are some top names more than eric hosmer right behind manny but yeah bit. not more not more manny and mike trout the only two guys ahead of aaron judge in the on base plus slugging the yankees off to a great great start and we've been talking so much about their bats, but they lead the league in ERA currently. Their uh, staff, Nestor Cortez. Their staff is a wagon right now, guys. Nestor Cortez cool. has been lights out with like 93 mile per hour stuff. He's working yeah. the 
working the corners, the funky moves. He's got a weird windup. Every other pitch, it seems like it's different. The old Johnny Cueto. And you know what? Now that I just say Johnny Cueto, he pitched tonight. And I talked about this a couple podcasts ago. He signed with the White Sox, a minor league deal. He was shoving. Johnny Cueto, in his return to the major leagues and his first start for the White Sox, he goes six innings, two hits, zero runs, seven Ks, two walks, only 81 pitches. But guy went out and shoved in 55 his strikes. And this is exactly, strikes. exactly what the White Sox needed in this moment because their pitching has been bad. They had Vince Velasquez, who Padres fans know from a brief stint last year, not a very good major league pitcher. And he was just railed the other night. So <laughs> he, it, it wasn't you know, the white. I know White Sox fans are very, very happy and excited to see because maybe they could get a good couple starts from Cueto and then get um, my boy Lance Lynn back in this Roto and start feeling themselves because their rotation is definitely not the same. They're sitting 17th in the league with and their ERA currently. And I know that has to do with Lance Lynn not starting every fifth day. Yeah, they look bad without pitching, to be honest. Yeah, they've been bad. So this this is exactly what this team wants. I know, I mean, they're sitting exactly at 500 at this exact moment. But that's no 17 and 17. That's nowhere near where we thought they would be. Uh, Minnesota looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the twins, I was looking. Milo Pagan has like a 1.5 ERA right now. Guy is he's their closer and he is shoving. I am, I was, I I was like, what, how, how is that possible? He was lined up to be our closer before we traded him, wasn't he? I I thought he was, but I thought that trade was very like lopsided, honestly. Like Pagan has been. Pretty to pretty bad the last two years for us, and Paddock is like, he's young, so they have well, they he see was, a lot of potential. Paddock was shoving for a minute, but I just got news that he's been hit with the sixty day IL, and he's looking at elbow surgeries. Man, that's an oh, option way. on the table for him after only like five starts with the Twins. So that's a disappointment, man. I was I'm a Paddock. Man. I I know he was roasting us about the uniforms and. Didn't like his time. His time didn't bear well the length of his uh, stay in San Diego. You know, he had an awesome rookie year, but I think the demotion in the middle of that year just ruined it for him. Like his entire stay, like not even day, his entire Padre career. (laughs) was never the same after that moment. He was really never the same. Yeah. I don't know. He just peaked at the wrong time. If he was peaking now, I don't see him getting traded. He peaked at the wrong time. This team is ready to win uh, two, three years after he peaks in his performance. So, But the Twins, surprise of the year. They went out and got Carlos Correa, and he hasn't really been like that good. I know he's been hurt, but... Yeah, he's on the aisle right now with a finger injury. They said originally... He didn't need to hit the IL, but now um, they actually put him on the IL, so he'll be out for ten days, but only ten days. He'll he'll be back. They're they're the best team in that division. I don't know how long that's going to stand, but their pitching's been pretty well. Like they have some good guys over there, Joe Ryan, 
I know Archer's been Iron Buxton's been cranking the oh, ball lately. Got I'm eleven so, home runs. So He's glad. Batting a two fifty nine, one point oh three six OPS. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad he on my fantasy hurt. team too. <laughs> yeah, I stud. Love it. Love it. Need him to stay healthy. That's it. He's been on the aisle twice already this year. Yeah. And they've been for just like quick stint. But I think that is them using that short IL for a purpose, you know. He's injury easily injured. Injury and prone. Injury prone. You know, you could say hey, there's many more things you could call him, but he's electric when he's in that lineup every night. And so I think they use that DLS point for every time he has something going on, you know, give him a little short, short time on the, on the bench. It's just 10 and days. Joe Ryan is legit. Yeah. He, he, he's legit been shoving. He is legit. And I'll say it again on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shane's just loving it over here. I'll talk about my fantasy team a little bit. Justin Verlander and this Houston Astro team is on a mission. They're nine and one in their last 10. They tied up with the Angels. Oh, they got a half a game lead on the Angels right now. Um, but Justin Verlander, I brought his name up because he's five and one with a one three eight ERA. And want to know what's absolutely even more wild, Trevor? Is what? that his whip is leading the league with a zero point six eight. And if you are a new baseball fan, whip is walk, hits, and innings pitch. So that's basically every time a batter gets on base while you pitch an inning. And he leads the league right now in le- and letting the fewest amount of batters reach base. Yeah, and for, for the casual fans, under one is considered elite. He is under... Point seven right now so that's pretty good and he's coming back from missing a year and a half almost two full seasons to tommy john at and fucking nine years old trevor yeah and he is not throwing 100 anymore he's reinvented himself again again five six years ago baseball fans thought justin verlander was dead he's since won a World Series and is now 39 coming back after Tommy John and is the best pitcher in the league right now. He leads the league in not allowing people to get on base. And that is the name of the game. Name of the game, baby. That's the name of the game. You get on base, you score runs, you win games. We all watched the A's fucking movie. We all heard it. What's that movie? What's that movie called? I, it's not coming to me right now. No free promo, dude. Bob Melvin. <laughs> no free promo. My bad. Boma wasn't on that staff, was he? Don't matter. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He was an AZ, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Angels have been axed. Actually, very good. Like, I know I was saying, hyping up the Astros and Justin Verlander. I had to get my little Verlander talk because he's on my fantasy team. All right. 
Um, but the Angels have been great. Mike Trout is leading the league in on-base plus slugging. So I don't know if you guys are baseball fans know these stats, but that has a lot to do with homers and on-base. It's best kind of baseball. Kind of the reason stat. why he's the best player in MLB. <laughs> yeah, Mike Trout, again, I mean, I would not shock me if he wins comeback player and MVP in Roman hits and nails that right there because he's absolutely that's what i'm talking about mike trout's on a mission and they got a lot going for them over there mike trout shohei otani reed detmers has thrown a no hitter like wow that that kid was drafted just a year and a a year and a half almost two years ago because june's coming up yeah like that kid was just drafted. Um, I think he made some starts last year at the end of last year in the bigs. I don't, I'm not too sure, but I think he's still technically a rookie through no hitter. That was absolutely unreal. Um, I didn't really catch that too- game was unreal. That game was unreal. Anthony oh, Redone yeah. hit a bomb left-handed. Yeah. His uh, first Mike Trout lefty hit a, hit a bomb off Brett Phillips. Yeah. Mike Trout and Otani went back to back. Yeah, that that, Angels have a lot more to play for than just the money right now. Mike Trout wants to make playoffs. He wants to make playoffs bad. He'll put the team on his shoulders. Um, they just happen to coincidentally have the guaranteed. You could probably put them top five. I would put them top five in the game right now. Shohei Otani, pitcher and hitter, top five probably. You can argue that easily. And then you add Noah Syndergaard, who has surprisingly been pretty decent for them. Mm, was bad tonight. Uh, we don't we don't care. <laughs> One game. Yeah, I know. He's One been game. good. He's Michael been Lorenzen good has decently shoved for them. Like, yep, put up good numbers. It's weird. For, I mean, this is like the first time I could remember Mike Trout having a good staff. I He's mean, we're only it. a month and a half in. But the Angels are playing good ball. Mike Trout's awesome. Sky's the limit. Yeah, Roman. Bless you. Nice, nice pick. Thank you. You want to know how my guess how my NL MVP is doing? Let's hear it. The best player on the worst team in baseball. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to have a good team behind you, and that pick is looking nice because of his team behind him. But he is a stud himself. The Nationals suck. Nationals do suck. Sitting at the bottom of their division. 12 and 15. Can I change my MVP pick now? Uh, not possible. That okay with you guys? Not, absolutely not. Not possible. All right, then I'm changing it to Manny Machado. Ah, I said no. Not. I said no. <laughs> Manny Machado, NL MVP. You fucking heard it here first. The man is absolutely lights out on fire. I'm he just looks so calm, cool, and collected in the box every time he steps up to the plate. 
It doesn't look got like intentionally walked the other day, and I loved it every single. In his only played appearance of the game, the only yeah. played appearance of the game, oh, and he were just off. like, Get to, he didn't even put his foot in the batter's box. They yeah, said, they just told him, "Hey, hey buddy, dog to first, buddy." And I yeah. hate that. I dude. hate. Seeing I hate him. it. I hate it so much, bro. I just hate seeing him out of the lineup. That ass. I know yeah, that only too. happens about five, six games a year, but I, I hate it. I want to play every yeah. single day. Cro- and when, when, uh, <laughs> not crony, uh, Kim almost missed that tag. I was pissed, bro. I was like, get him out of the Ooh. out of third base. Get him off the hot corner. Oh, Nabil looked nice right there. With oh that. my god, uh, the bunt. Yeah, he tried to bunt um, in overtime yeah. Sunday night or Sunday yeah. afternoon, and our pitcher, Padres pitcher Nabil Krismat, picks up instantly, throws a third to get the free runner who's on second out instantly. So the bunt was basically erased. The runner on second erased. It just shut them down because Padres needed that. Yeah, he threw, but, a, th- he threw a good throw, but Kim just the runner was a little fast, and Kim kind of tagged him weird. But it was almost safe. The main was, difference that I see off. from the team this year and the team last year is guys are filling in these spots and like actually performing. Last year we would have no Tatis, no Manny, and this team was absolutely dead. Like nobody knew how to do anything. It felt like. This this time around, like luckily our studs are actually being studs, but at the same time, like Kim has stepped up enormous. I know it's not Tatis numbers, but I haven't seen him. I've seen him make like one air all year. Uh, he has the best WRC in shortstops across the league. Every shortstop in the league, Kim. I mean, he's been killing it. I know he's not Fernando Tatis, and he'll never be Fernando Tatis. Not many players in the league are. Yeah. But he's doing an awesome job filling in. And I think optioning Abrams was the right move for the Padres because he's going to get everyday reps and continue to grow. But Kim needed, needs this time to grow, and that makes me feel safe, as of right now, for Tatis to have a full comeback and feel good. What's the yeah. news on him? I heard Twitter chirping a little bit. What's the news? Yeah. We're hearing multiple reports from multiple fake outlets. Um, fake. I personally think he's going to be ready the week after he comes back from the disabled list, but that is just me. I've also seen reports he's going to come back late June, which is fine too, but they don't want to rush him, which makes a lot of sense. He's a f- makes so much fucking money. He's so much. He's the face of the franchise, but at the same time, if like, it also is going to depend on how good the team's playing. If we fall off or something, we need offense. Like, he's got to come back. He's got to come back. And we saw how the media impact Luke Voigt and Will Myers have just brought to the team um, the last this last weekend series. So, And then speaking of guys coming back, Bleak Snell pitching on Wednesday. Yeah. Bump day. Bump day, finally. Bump day in the brotherly city. Uh, what? The city of brotherly love, or the brotherly city of love? It could probably be both. No cap. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see Blake back because he's also on my fantasy team. But more than that, the Padres have an extended amount of pitching, and they have to do something because they're gonna have Gore and Nick Martinez, Mackenzie Gore and Nick Martinez, work out of the bullpen. And I really – I don't like that for Gore because he's a starting pitcher. 
And I feel like he needs he that cycle. Yeah. I mean, he's looked awesome as a starter. All of You're our right. starters have. You're right. But at the same time, Padres need bullpen help. And Bad. there is a veteran coach for the first time. And we have a lot of veteran arms that have not lost their spot due to anything other than being injured. And so I think as my times playing in other sports with veteran coaches, the vets have to lose their spot. They have to get demoted for you to get promoted. An injury just makes you a fill-in. Blake Snell's been injured. Um, Mike Clevenger was also injured to start this year. So the Padres used what they had to. Mackenzie Gores looked awesome. Nick Martinez has actually been uh, one of the best, the best fifth-man starters the Padres have had in decades, in absolute decades, because for what we've been thrown out there, for, I mean, last year we just had numerous guys pitch fifth days, Reese, Kinnear, who's I think in like double or triple A right now. We've had just a lot of guys cycle through the system. Um, but Martinez has been good, and Blake Snell's going to have to continue to be good. Yep. He looked good in his uh, minor league rehab starts, a lot of Ks, and I'm ready to see him back. I know he's excited. I don't think Blake Snow was too excited about the trade last year. I mean, he was just on a World Series team to get dealt after that, after his long time with the Rays. It's hard. And so now, I mean, this whole offseason, we saw him build friendships, and he looked awesome in the Padres clips and everything they were posting and him looking for Nemo, trying to find Nemo. Like, that was all over Twitter, and it was his – Friendship with Hosmer, and Hosmer's been absolutely on fire. So I know Blake wants to be there with his guys. Yeah, on and the other hand, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, no, I'll... I was just going to touch on Gore really quick. Uh, I think that putting him in the bullpen isn't necessarily the best move, but it's the right move in this situation just because I take a look back at all of the elite pitchers that are in our game right now. About half of them, they're – first moment is out of the pen like they start in the pen and then they they go to the starter so if gore is going to be on that pace which uh i hope he is because he was at one point the number three ranked prospect in baseball so if he can continue that trend like i'm okay with putting him in the pen because you have to think as a pitcher your mindset should be i'm going to shove no matter where anytime i'm on that mound i have to shove like it shouldn't change whether you're starting or relieving. I know that whole thing is a different like set of like what to think, but at the same time, your mind just has to be, I'm going to shove here no matter what. If I get an inning, I'm going to shove for an inning. That's how correct. That's how Bob, that's what I'm thinking when you say guys have to earn their spot. Yeah. You got to be able to do both. A lot of these guys who are elite and have earned their roles, they have done both. Okay, I have a question for you in a little bit of a scenario. Mackenzie Gore has been awesome as a starter. He has like a two-something ERA, has only one kind of bad outing, and it was still only like three runs. So he's been awesome to start his major league career. Don't get me wrong. Padres are considering moving to the pen or for this week. He'll be out of the pen because Snell is interrupting the cycle with his first start. What happens 
because the Padres had to choose. Do you send him to AAA to get more innings to be continue to be a starter, have the, every fifth day, get in that rotation, or we pitch him out of the bullpen, which we need a lefty out of the pen. Tamil's hurt, and I mean Rogers is the only lefty right now, yeah. so it makes sense for the Padres major league wise. But Mackenzie's career wise, let's say his first outing in the pen, he gets shelled. Then they demote him to AAA to continue as a starter. And that's just going to fuck with his head after we just dealt with a whole season of his head being fucked with. Yeah. um... So that's what I'm thinking about. Like for his career wise, he's already shoved in the major leagues. And he's thinking that because I know as a 23 year old or however he's young, because if that was me and not trying to be cocky, but I would feel cocky. I would oh, feel yeah. great right now. Oh yeah, but having the, my starting day. But at I mean, the same I, time, I, you got to know your role, and if they yeah, send you to be a you reliever, gotta you got to, yeah, not really necessarily change it. Keep the same mindset as in I'm gonna shove every time I'm on the uh, the mound, but just know that you have a couple complete shutout innings and your day's done. Yeah, you have to be Maybe more of a team guy tomorrow. there. Yeah, in that exactly. situation, you have to be more of a team guy. Um, I see what you're saying, Bob, and um. Honestly, if I was him, I don't want to go to AAA again just because the experience and the things that I can learn from sitting in a big league clubhouse is way more than going to dominate at AAA, in my opinion. I think that will stick with him longer in his career than it would him getting demoted and just shoving against AAA dudes. If I was in the major leagues, I would want to stay as far away from AAA as possible. But he is young, so it's it's an option, obviously, and – I don't think we need to just because Tim Hill's hurt T- Taylor Roger only lefty. Um, he definitely could eat some innings, but it's also, you put him and Nick Martinez in there and with the bill heating up, we'd have, I feel like where our problem would be fixed. Yeah. But say uh, Darvish has a bad game. You could put Nick Martinez, a piggyback him like yeah. uh, Matt Gore, two innings, three innings. Like, yeah. That's why I think it's good to have at least a little longer relievers in your pen just in case of issues like this. But at full strength, we do have decisions to make because we just added Robinson Cano, who took the place of Lamette, who, uh, in my opinion, I'd rather have more pitching than hitting, but what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) What do I know? We do have. I hate to say it, but did we jinx Luke Boyd? Ever since that game, I mean, he's whoa, 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 whoa. to be found. He's over here breaking bats in the dugout. I love the ex of Elo. He's getting. No, the other day, right. though, against the Braves, he swung at a pitch out his fucking head. And he swung up. He literally chopped yeah. up at the ball. And I was like, God damn, you can never hit it like that. What is he like, doing? Well, it sucks. The way they the way they change the swing and shit, they want launch angle. And he's obviously been... Uh, he's a major launch angle dude, but the pitch up, you can't, you don't, launch, you don't need to, yeah. you don't need to elevate the pitch that's already elevated. That's what he was trying to do. And he, yeah. that's why pitchers just pound you up. All these pitchers are up north and south. That's all they're doing because if you get under it. It's just a pop-up. It's just a pop-up. You can't elevate the elevated fastball. You're going to pop it up. Mm-hmm. I know that because I, I do that every time I elevate the elevated fastball pop up. That's why I'm fucking doing the podcast. I, I, <laughs> that's why I'm fucking doing the podcast and not playing in the MLB. 
Um, I, I honestly think it's a little bit of his leg kick, man. That leg kick, it seems like it's messing his whole, whole timing up. It's long. It's large. Has one of the weirdest batting stances in the game. I just his, think the leg kick is just... His hands are high in the sky. He's coming all the way up here. He just needs to watch Manny more. Trying to swing at high pitches <laughs> and shit. Manny looks awesome. But it's got to be frustrating, though, seeing like your teammate doing what Manny's doing, and then not you're doing no what you're doing. else is fucking hitting, though, so it's not frustrating. Everyone's frustrated. Not Grish. Grish heating up. Grish heating up. I love that. Um, we're talking about the Padres currently, but... 15 of the Padres' next 21 games are versus uh, playoff contending teams. They sprinkle in the Pirates in there a little bit. And then let me add, they play 40 40 games in 42 days. So this whole six-man rotation is, I think, is going to start right back up here soon. I don't think they're going to – I think Nick Martinez is the guy to piggyback. I think you throw Gore in six days and just give everyone an extra day off for the next – 40 days because it's going to be a long they have long a double header in there somewhere too right yes yeah and i yeah. if we can get 25 wins out of this 40 game stretch i will be happy it's good baseball right there especially against those teams you were saying playoff teams if we yes. can get 25 wins i will be happy we will be in a great spot fernando tatis comes back after that did you just say 25 wins? I just I mentioned 21 games. Oh, 25 in the 40? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You mentioned 15 game stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be awesome. 25 in the next 40. And then we're sitting right around Tati's time. Yeah. Um, and I that's th- gotta be our goal. I I like where our goals sit currently from two podcasts ago. I really, really like where they sit currently. Obviously, um, Roman with the cop out answer of all cop out answers, but but is it happening though? Are we playing good baseball? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, love it. Yes, love it. Good baseball and defense and pitching, and hitting we're winning to games, taking upgrade, winning games. We were the first to not commit an error. That's good baseball for a while too. That's yeah, good baseball. But Padres are sitting. What nine games over five hundred? Yeah. Currently nine games over five hundred. We need to win one more. Then I will sound like an absolute genius. I said a series within first, and, and we were in first until the Phillies fucked us over last yesterday. Yeah, Dodgers came back and won that game, and the Dodgers haven't been playing their best baseball. Trust oh, me, no. um, they're playing. Five good. of five, their last ten. Good. Yeah, good, but I'm a little nervous when they kick it back on. Let them get a taste of what it feels like to be a Padre fan. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Freddie's their best bat right now. He's in 304. Everyone after that, it's a big drop-off. Turner with the Mookie Betts heating up, though. Mookie Betts getting the swing. And Justin Turner, I hate to say it. These guys hitting like – he was 7-14 for 14 against the Phillies, and they lost – Three games. And he was seven for 14 and still hitting 202. No, yeah, he has been off. <laughs> <laughs> he will hit 500 for oh, a series cool. and is still hitting 200. Yes. And the Dodgers are continuing to win. I mean, they find ways to win. And it it surprises me to this day. They just come back wins. Their pitching hasn't been great outside of Kershaw. Kershaw has been pretty good until he just got 
a little injured. Um, Walker Bueller hasn't been himself. Julio Urias, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that guy. I'm Pirates just weird. Banged him up. Freaking, I don't know. <laughs> so my NL MVP and my NL Cy Young players both having the worst years of their career so far. Shenny's cursed. You're cursing them, buddy. Yeah, but my second NL MVP pick is having the best year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where are the Dodgers without Freddie Freeman is what I'm trying to get to at this point in this podcast because we're just right around the nearest, endest. I don't think the Dodgers are anywhere close to as good as they are without Freddie right now. Oh, Freddie leads in average on base, slugging, on base plus slugging. Doubles. Basically everything. How's Trevor Bauer doing? Locked up. Don't let me out. Locked up. He actually has a trial here coming out. Uh, Coming soon. You know, mixtape trial. Mixtape trial. I don't know. I don't know what to say about Trevor Bauer. I don't want to get into it until we hear more. Um, Still, Why? Nothing to I don't know anything. There's no bringing. Yeah. I just told you what I know. He has a trial coming up. That's it. All right. Well, no Thanks. more soon. Thank you, Bob. I think he's played his last day as a Dodger, though. Played Absolutely. the last game ever. Can't go play for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, there. No. <laughs> um, I'm feeling good, though. A month and a half in, boys. There's a lot of bad teams in this league. A lot of teams we thought were going to be that are not good. Not panning out. The Red Sox. I'll go. That was you. I thought the Red Sox were going to be very good. They have a stacked lineup. They're 13 and 21. They're 12 and a half behind. Hey, it's hard to predict good years when guys already have good years. But same time, you can't think they're going to do worse. Very true. I thought Adam's story was going to be awesome, but then they lost the Orioles real quick. The Orioles are legit. Fourth place. Game better. <laughs> Toronto's a little bit surprising to me. They're not as good as we thought they were, but I think this team will last. I think that's going to be a team that is going to bite and claw through September was, like they almost did last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking for real. I was looking at teams that have over 20 wins uh, run differential. Potters have the second fewest runs. Their run differential is the second fewest of teams that have 20 wins. All that means is our pitching has been outstanding. That's really all the run differential. If you're low run differential and good record, your pitching has been phenomenal. You got the Dodgers at plus 70, and they're literally the same record as us. They've scored 64 more runs than us in their wins than we have. <laughs> <laughs> that is so that's like a fucking month of baseball literally hey man Padres haven't played their best ball pitching has been carrying yeah the the lowest run is the twins at plus 12 but they're in the worst division of baseball so don't know what Makes to say sense. yeah don't know what to say about that tough stretch of games coming up boys let's just make sure Padres survive Pray, fight, claw. Bo Mel Clear comes eyes. back. Oh, we didn't even really talk about Bo Mel a little bit before this podcast. Full heart. 
Omel had colon uh, surgery. They tested it. He was cancer free, but he's gonna, he's going to miss a week. Basically, won't be back till our next homestand versus the Giants, I believe. Next next weekend, this weekend. Jeez Louise. So we have a short three. Oh no! So we're away versus San Fran, but he'll be there for that. That we play San Fran. Oh, that's gonna be a good series. Yeah, we we have to win that tough. We have series coming up, man. Phillies for three, San Fran for three, Milwaukee for three. That's three straight. That sounds like nine wins. Huffies, nine wins. (laughs) If the Padres go six and three in that span, I will be. Very happy, ecstatic, ecstatic, and we'll probably I'm be not disappointed in five and four in that span. I'm not disappointed because those are tough games, but I have to go over 500 during that span because that shows us that we are a good team. Yeah, we we just can't. We really can't get within. I don't. I, I like being at least five games above 500. Comfortably wise, if we get close to three, I get scared. I get sketched because we get swept and we're five hundred again. But we're nine games above going into a Philly team who's been struggling. We got Cleb tomorrow, and Philly hasn't announced their starter for tomorrow. Then we have Snell versus Wheeler, and then Darvis versus Gibson. We need to press on the gas and. Step on their throats. I think we'll see Clev, and I think we'll see Martinez tomorrow after Clev. I think that's the smartest option they have. Not we'll see. We'll see. Martinez has been blessed by getting great pitches and great gods. timings. Yes, the baseball gods have blessed him. He. He's missing barrels. That's all that matters. You're right. He is missing right barrels. Time. Yeah, the right time. As a reliever, that is just not a good mix, in my opinion. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. And the Phillies, I hate to say it, but they absolutely destroyed the Dodgers this weekend. Yeah, they put on a hot. hitting clinic. Bryce Harper Kyle was Schwarber. raking. Kyle Schwarber. Reese Hoskins finally doing something. Reese Hoskins, yes, yes. Bryce I don't know my fantasy is, team. is up there with one of the top bats in the game right now. Swinging with the UCL tear and tanks. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't fucking matter. I wonder how long he could go with the torn UCL. The whole year. Whole oh, year, buddy. Swinging surgery. Yes. Uh, surgery after. I'm telling you, it really doesn't hurt unless you throw. You go to throw. Swinging does not really affect it that much. I mean, hey. He just won NL Player of the Week, so I've never had a UCL tear, so I really don't know. But and that as well, that as well. That is nice. Harper's on a tear. Phillies are heating up. Literally on a tear. On a tear. I think that's the name of this podcast. Bryce Harper's on a tear. Love it in his UCL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That is all for average stakes. Nothing wrong with being average. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Love it, love it, love it. Any parting words before I call it a day? Steelers 17-0.